Welcome back to part two of the message, Why I Know I'm Saved and Saved Forever. John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30. Here's our special guest, Pastor Tim Williams. Oh, this morning I know that I'm saved and saved forever because I was there when it happened. Sir, were you there? I know this morning that I'm saved and saved forever because I hear the voice of God. Teenager, do you hear the voice of God? Today I know that I'm saved and saved forever because God has changed my life. He's changed my want-tos. And not only has He changed me, but He is changing me. Man, He's still changing my life. Oh, dear friend, I'm ready for heaven. I'm so glad that I'm saved and saved forever. But also this morning I know that I'm saved and saved forever. Not only because of the fact that God has changed my life and changing my life, but the Bible says right here in verse Uh, 28, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them to me is greater than all. Boy, I love that, greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one, and I give unto them eternal life. By the way, do we have anybody here that is in uh, middle school? We got any middle school people here? Would you raise your hand if you're in middle school? All right, we got a couple of middle school people right over there, and we got a girl, we got a guy, okay, and, and the girl is uh, real sweet, but she is blonde. I'm just, I'm just noticing that, amen, all right? And, and then we got this other guy, and, uh, and what, what, hey, buddy, what grade are you in? What grade are you in? Sixth grade, all right? And young lady, what grade are you in? Seventh grade. You know what? People ask me sometimes when I used to do school assemblies, what is the best grade? And I'll be honest with you, I, sixth grade's great, seventh grade's great, but I believe eighth grade is the best grade. You know why eighth grade's the best grade? Because I spent three of the greatest years of my life in eighth grade. <laughs> I, I thought I never was going to get out of eighth grade. Pastor Tim, I got so big and, and my beard got so big that I started scaring the little girls, amen, and they, they just moved me up. Man, they said, this is moving up. Well, by the way, do we have anybody in ninth grade? Anybody in ninth grade? Anybody in ninth grade? All right? Anybody in 10th grade? A 10th grader? A 10th grader? Nobody? How about an 11th grader? 11th, are you in 11th grade? Are, are you pretty smart? Is that your mom there? Is that your dad? I noticed that your mom said yes, and your dad just looked at me like, oh my, all right, all right? I get it, all right? Is that your grandparents there? Is he pretty smart? Is he pretty smart? She looked at him and said, yes, okay, all right. Hey, man, will you do me a favor? Do you mind? Would you come up here? Would you, would you do, give him a big round of applause? Will you do that? All right. And uh, normally I don't pick on the 11th graders, but, but you look smart and, and just stand right here. And, and, uh, and, and that's your mom and dad right there, right? That's right. And, and, and your mom's grinning and she's happy. And you know what your dad's doing right now? He's going, please, God, don't let him say something stupid. God help him. God help him. Well, he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. All right. So what's your name again? What's your name? Cody. Cody. You're 11th grade. How old are you? 17. You're old, dude. Okay, you really are. All right, well, listen, I don't have a lot of money like, like Brother Tim. I mean, look at that. That reeks of money. Look at that. All right, all right. You see those shoes right there? They have those white soles. Those are $500 shoes right there. I want you to know, all right? But anyway, his wife's going, no, they're not. But anyway, well, 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 well Cody, right? Cody, right? All right, so Cody, say I, I had, let's say I got one. That ain't much. One. And then I got what? I got two and, and three and four and five. Uh, and five, and, and all right, so I got like 10 bucks, 10 bucks, okay, all right, and so I got five, 
I got one one and like five ones, okay? And so Cody, say I, I just came to your house. I said, dude, what's up? You said, man, Thanksgiving, man, we're getting out of school. Man, my mom's gonna throw down on some great cooking, man. I am ready, man. My dad, we, we'll, just, we'll just like get on the couch and just hang, okay? All right, it'll do, and watch football. And I said, well, Cody, that's awesome, man. Hey, listen, I wanna give you a gift, okay? So say I just handed you like 10 bucks, okay? Now don't run, don't run, okay? All right, all right, you can't trust kids today. Money, gone, money, gone. But I said, Cody, I want to give you 10 bucks, but here's the deal, okay? All right, now I know you're in 11th grade, but here's the deal. If you don't do everything I say, really, I mean, I mean, you don't pray every day, don't read your Bible every day, don't go to Sunday school, Sunday morning to worship, Sunday night worship, Wednesday night worship, and man, make all A's. I don't mean to be, I don't mean to see, I mean all A's, and love your grandmother and your grandfather with all your heart. I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to get my big old King James Mama Bible. I'm going to pop you on the head with it, and I'm going to take my $10 back. Now, let me ask you a question. Cody, you're a pretty smart guy. At least your mom thinks you are, okay? And your grandmother wasn't really sure, but she, she believes your mother, okay? All right, would that be a gift, a real gift, or would that be more like a bribe? A bribe. And you know what a bribe is, because your mom and dad bribe you all the time. You know, if you clean up your room, you may live one more day, amen, all right? That's right, that, that, that would be a bribe. And, 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 and you know, really, you know the difference in 11th grade between a gift and a bribe, because you're pretty smart. But I want you to know there's some people out here that are not 17. And maybe they're, uh, you know, 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80. And if you're over 80, then hallelujah, amen, all right? But you know what? Some of these friends, though we love them and appreciate them, they don't know the, gift, the difference between a gift and a bribe. But you know, if I were to just say, hey, Cody, what's up, man? You said, oh, Brother Tim, man, not a whole lot. And I said, well, buddy, I've got like 10 bucks and I just want to give you just a 10 bucks and I handed you $10. Let me ask you a question. Would that be a gift or would that be a bribe? That'd be a gift. And you know what? A lot of these guys out here don't know the difference between a gift and a bribe. Did you notice a moment ago when I handed Cody that $10, what did he do? Did he snatch it out of my hand? No. No. Did he reject it? No. He didn't say, I don't need your money, man. I, I got lots of money. He didn't do that. He very graciously, very nicely reached out and received the $10 gift. You know what? Man, listen, we need to be like Cody. And not reject the greatest gift of all. And Cody, that great gift is greater than 10 bucks or 10,000 bucks or 10 million bucks or 10 trillion bucks. I don't know what that looks like, but, but Congress and the Senate do. Amen, amen. But, but really and truly, we need to be like Cody and say, Lord, thank you for your love. And God, thank you for your forgiveness. And God, thank you for the cross. And thank you for Calvary. And thank you for the blood that we sing about today. You say, Brother Tim, do I really got to reach out with my hands and, and grab hold of that? No, but with your heart. Just say, God, I'm a sinner. Lord, forgive me and cleanse me of my sin. God, come into my life. Come into my heart and be my Lord and be my Savior. And you know what? In a few moments, walk out of this room, not hoping you're saved or wondering if you're saved, but knowing that you're saved. Because today, you receive the greatest gift of all, Jesus, heaven, eternal life. Let me ask you all a question. Have you ever received that gift? I'm not talking about $10 like Cody. But have you ever received the gift of God, the great gift, the amazing gift, the overwhelming gift of salvation, eternal life that only comes from Jesus? Cody, you did good, man. Give me a fist bump. That's your 10 bucks, man. You did good. Give Cody a big round of applause. Will y'all do that? Amen, amen. Now, Dad, that is not for the Chinese buffet today. Amen, all right? 
So, man, that is his 10 bucks. He ain't going to get much with it, but I mean, you know, but maybe he can buy like a, a, a cheeseburger at McDonald's as long as you don't get the big one. Amen, all right? But uh, anyway, have you ever done it? Teenagers, children, moms, dads, meemaw, pawpaws, have you ever truly received the gift? Have you ever truly been saved? You say, well, I go to church. Wonderful. Have you ever been saved? I, I read the Bible. Man, that's great. I do too, but have you ever been saved? I, I'm a good person. I'm moral. Morality might keep a lost man out of jail, but morality will not keep a lost man out of hell. The only way out of hell, my friend, is the, is the Son of God, Jesus Christ, when you receive him into your life to be your Lord and to be your Savior. So this morning, I know that I'm saved and saved forever because I was there. Were you there? Because I hear his voice. Do you hear the voice of God? I know I'm saved and saved forever because God has changed my life. He's changed my want-tos. Has God changed you? Are you being changed? And then also, I know that I'm saved and saved forever because I've received the gift of God. Jesus, heaven, eternal life, forever and forever and forever. But lastly, and boy, when I was a pastor, Brother Tim, my church loved it when I said lastly. Because that means I'm about to land this plane, man. They really appreciated that. But lastly, the Bible says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them to me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. You remember when I was seven years old? Pepper Mill Drive, Houston, Texas. I was lost without Christ. I was like a finger on my hand dangling in this world, lost without a relationship with Jesus. But I want you to know at the age of seven, the very moment I prayed, like a finger on this hand, I went to the palm of the hand of God. And the Holy Spirit put his hand upon the hand of God. And Jesus put his hand upon the hand of God. And ladies and gentlemen, I am not safe, S-A-F-E, till I mess up again or sin real bad. Friend, I am saved, S-A-V-E-D, and saved forever. You say, Brother Tim, how do you know that God will save me? The Bible says so. The Bible says he's faithful and just to cleanse us and forgive us of our sins. And as that young lad said a moment ago, I know that I'm saved because the Lord saved me. I'm ready for heaven because he came into my life and saved my soul. Oh, dear friend, this morning, I know that I'm saved and saved forever because I rest in the palm of the hand of God. And if God has the power to save me, you understand he has the power to keep me. Friend, listen, here's the deal. Are you here today dangling in this world? Are you here today looking and searching, uncertain if you were to die, if you're ready for heaven? Friend, I encourage you today to do what this young man did just a moment ago and simply reach out and receive the gift. Not the gift of 10 bucks, but the gift of Jesus, the gift of eternal life, the gift of salvation, and God's willingness to cleanse you and forgive you of your sin. I want you to know that's huge, to know that God is willing to forgive, but also has the power to cleanse. Say my buddy here, man, that uh, is a big Auburn fan, okay? And by the way, I guess you can tell I'm a, I'm a Georgia and Alabama fan. I love you, man, but, but man, bless your heart. I feel so bad for you. But anyway, all right. And uh, Dad, did you, did you corrupt him? Did, is that you doing that? Y'all probably spent lots of money at that place, didn't you? I, I can just tell by looking at you. Anyway, all right. But, but, but here's the Say you and I were playing basketball, all right? And I'm driving down. I'm driving down, and I'm going to do a layup. 
And you look, now I'm not trying to be, but you look like a fowler, okay? It's not because you're an Auburn fan. You just look like a fowler, I'm just saying. And say you foul me. And, man, we got into it, okay? And, and I said, man, you fouled me. And you said, man, I didn't foul you, man. You just old, can't move. I said, hey, don't be calling me old now, all right? You're getting in my business now. And we got into it. What would we do? Well, I could come to you and I'd say, dude, I'm sorry. I'm, I, you know, I know better than that. That's silly. And you could say, Brother Tim, I'm sorry. I, I may have fouled you, and I didn't mean to, and I'm sorry. And I can forgive you, and you can forgive me. But I can't cleanse you, and you can't cleanse me. But a holy God can. Isn't that amazing that a holy God is willing to forgive but is willing to cleanse? And not only willing to cleanse, but he's willing to save. This morning, right here where you're seated, you can just simply pray, Lord God, I'm a sinner. God, I, I know I've never robbed a bank. I've never, I've never committed necessarily murder or anything like that, but I've lied, I've cheated, I've hated, I've coveted it. I've, boy, I've gotten mad at my wife. Boy, I've gotten mad at my husband. My kids have driven me crazy sometimes. I want to pull out what little hair I had left. And God, I've lost sometimes my testimony. God, please forgive me. God, cleanse me. Forgive me. Wash me. Jesus, not only forgive me, but come into my life. Come into my heart and be my Lord and be my Savior. In a moment, walk out of this room, not hoping that you're saved or thinking that you're saved, but leave here knowing that you know that you're saved. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, when do you know that you're ready to be saved? And, and what's weird about that is because so many people say, well, I'm just not ready yet. I'm just not ready yet. I'm just not ready yet. One day I'll get saved. One day I'll get saved, but I'm just not ready yet. And they said, how do you know that you're ready? I said, you are ready as you're ever going to be the very moment you realize you're lost. The moment you realize I am lost without a Savior. If I die... I'm dying in my sin, and I'm going to spend an eternity without the Lord. Sir, ma'am, you're as ready as you're ever going to be. That's why the Scripture says today is the day for salvation. And what scares me as a believer and as a preacher is I've seen people put it off, put it off, put it off, and the day never comes when they put their faith and trust in Christ. You say, Brother Tim, I'm a church member. That's great, but are you a born-again church member? Are you saved? Are you ready for heaven? If you are, I'll see you in glory. If not, right there where you're seated today, not down here, not in some back or side room, but where you've been listening to me for about 35 or 40 minutes, I want to give you an opportunity just to pray. Right there where you're seated and ask the Lord to cleanse you and forgive you of all your sin and ask Him to come into your life into your person, into your being, into your heart to be your Lord, to be your Savior. You say again, how do you know he'll do it? Well, if he'll save that young man and he'll save Tim and he'll save me and he'll save Brother Sean, I think I'm right about that, then he'll save you. But here's the kicker. You've got to ask him. And if you ask and you trust, he's willing to cleanse, he's willing to forgive, and he's willing to save. Would you pray with me this morning, heads about and eyes are closed? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I'm going to ask our keyboardists if they'll go. In a moment, they're going to play and sing. But before anybody sings and before anybody plays, I want to ask just a couple of questions. First question I would like to ask is how many here in this room would say, Brother Tim, I know that I am saved. I remember the day that the Lord saved me. And I don't hope that I'm going to heaven. I don't think I might make it into heaven. 
Brother Tim, I know that I'm heaven bound. I know I'm saved. I know I'm ready for heaven as if I was already there. If you're here this morning and you know that you're saved and you remember the day that the Lord saved you, would you just simply, right there where you sit, would you just simply lift your hand if you know that you're saved? Don't raise it now if you don't know, but if you do, God bless you. You may put your hands down. How many others would say, Brother Tim, I got saved today in Sunday school. We had some teenagers and we had some children that made commitments to Christ this morning. Would you also lift your hand if you prayed in Sunday school and you asked the Lord to come into your life to be your Savior this morning? Just lift your hand. Man, that's wonderful. I see one and I see two and I see three and I see four and I see five. Man, that's great. That's wonderful. And I want to ask another question. How many others would say, Brother Tim, I'm just not sure that I've ever really been saved. But I know this. I don't want to die without Jesus. And I really do not want to die and go to hell. Tim, I need God's love. I need His forgiveness. And Tim, I would like to be saved before it's too late. Friend, I want to pray for you. You sitting there, heads about, eyes are closed. I'm standing here. But I need to know who to pray for. So this morning, how many men, how many mature men, grown men, young men, how many ladies, how many, how many teenagers, how many college students, how many married couples or single adults, how many kids would say, Brother Tim, please remember me. Please pray for me. I'm not sure that I've ever really said this. I'm not sure I've ever really truly been saved. But Brother Tim, I would like to be saved. And I would like to be saved before it's too late. So I know who to pray for. And so I can pray for you. Would you also lift your hand this morning? I'm not sure I've ever been saved. But I'd like to be. I see several and I'm going to pray for these. Man, that's wonderful. Adults and also young people. Before I pray for these, are there others that would say, Tim, remember me. Man, I need God in my life. I'm not sure I've ever been saved, but I'd like to be. I need God's forgiveness. I need God's love. Remember me. Would you also lift your hand? Anyone else? I'm not sure I'm saved, Tim, but pray for me. Remember me. Would you also lift your hand? Unless you've already raised it. Anyone else? Quickly. Anyone else? Quickly. Man, that's awesome. This morning with heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to pray for you. I'll be honest though, my prayer is good, but my prayer will not save anybody. You need to pray. And so what I want to do is pray for you like I promised. But then I'd like to lead you in a prayer where you, right there where you're seated, can pray. And in that prayer, just tell Jesus you love him. Thank him for loving you. Ask him to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you and ask him to come into your life to be your Lord and be your Savior, to save you from hell. And to save you from heaven. Man, you, you'll do that today. The Lord said, I will do that. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 13. Let me pray for you. Church family, you pray for these today. That today will be the day of salvation. Heavenly Father, I love you. I thank you for the opportunity just to share a very simple, simple message about why I know I'm saved and ready for heaven. God, I pray for those that raised their hands saying, I was saved in Sunday school. And Lord, those that raised their hands this morning in church saying, I'm not sure I'm saved, but I would like to be. Lord, I pray for those that are here that didn't raise their hand either time, and yet they have never truly been born again. God, I pray that right here in this room, right there where they're seated, in a moment by faith, they'll trust you and receive you and ask you to come into their life to be their Lord and to be their Savior, to cleanse them and forgive them of all their sin. 
Lord, I pray they'll do that today. And Lord, I pray that those that pray will never, ever, ever be ashamed to be called a Christian. Would you pray with me? Maybe you raised your hand a moment ago. Maybe you did not. But you're not sure you've ever really settled this. Would you just settle it today? Just simply pray. Not out loud, but just talk to the Lord. Just say, Jesus, pray his name. Jesus, I love you. Just tell him you love him. And I thank you, Jesus, for loving me. And by the way, he proved that love on the cross when he died for you and died for me. And then just thank him, friend. Just say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. And I know he died for the world, but friend, he died for you personally, individually, because of your sin, my sin. So thank him. And then just pray. Say, Jesus, just be honest. Say, Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner. Friends, I've lied, I've cheated, I've hated. I'm sure you have as well. So just admit it. But then say, Lord, please forgive me for my sin. Wash me, cleanse me, forgive me for all my sin. Uh, There's a big word we use, repent. That means I'm really sorry, very sorry for my sin. I know it hurts and I'm sorry. I turn from my sin. And then would you trust him? Just ask him, Jesus, by faith, by faith, come into my life, come into my, my, my heart and be my Lord and be my Savior. Save me from hell. Jesus, save me to heaven. Just pray that, Lord, I love you. I know you love me. Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I am a sinner. God, please cleanse me and forgive me. By faith, Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. Lord, thank you for saving me. Just thank him. And Lord, thank you for your forgiveness. And thank you for coming into my life and being my Savior today. If you prayed that today and you meant that in your heart and you're glad that you did, I want to rejoice with you. How many here with heads bowed and eyes closed would say, Brother Tim, hey, buddy, I just prayed with you, but I've never prayed a prayer like that before where I really meant it and understood it. But Tim, I prayed this morning and I asked the Lord to forgive me and asked the Lord to save me. And I meant that in my heart. And I'm glad that I did. If you prayed with me and you meant that and you're glad you did, would you just simply lift your hand one last time? All over this building. Keep it up just for a moment. Would you do that? Just raise it. Keep it up just for a moment. Man, I prayed with you, Tim. I asked the Lord to come into my life. I see one. Isn't it great to know that he who has the Son has life and that you can know that you have eternal life? We hope that you know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord and that God has redeeming love for each of us. Pastor Tim Jones would love to connect with you. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.